welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go. Welcome back to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. And today I have Allison Charles on the show. She is a former national champion athlete turned shaman. And you guys, if you don't know what a shaman is, we definitely deep dive and go over it and how she got started on this path. She was also featured on the cover story of Marie Claire magazine in July 2016 for her ability to heal and share ancient sacred knowledge and divine energy that has won her accolades from Oprah, who named her a top meditation to try. So Allison has also worked with renowned brands such as the New York Times, Forbes, L, Bloomingdale's, ABC Radio, Samsung, Amazon, Yahoo, and so many more. And some of our conversation, Allison talks about coming out of the spiritual closet. So you guys, this is definitely a conversation that has a lot of words that you may not be familiar with, but we definitely um, have her go into explaining them. And I really love how unapologetic she is about discovering exactly what she felt she was here for. So you guys, if you have questions about spirituality, about, you know, if you've been curious about what a shaman is, what a shaman does, meditation, this conversation is definitely for you. And stick with it. Even if this is something totally new for you, or you're like, what the heck are they talking about? Just keep listening, because I think you're really going to find some really beautiful Uh, beautiful universal soul messages and you can take whatever it is that you hear that strikes you and run with it. So you guys, I can't wait for you to listen in on this conversation. So let's get started. Allison, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm so excited to have you on. Woo! Thanks for having me. (laughs) So we got connected by somebody that I'm not even sure we know who it is. By the universe. By the, <laughs> that's who it is. So I, literally, I'm so incredibly excited uh, that you are on. Someone uh, went up to Allison and said, you have to you have to connect with this girl or you remind me of Lori Harder. So she reached out. So I'm, I'm thrilled because when I went to your site, I was over the top excited that we got connected because I just know... Um, whether it's this or whether it's something else, it's going to be absolutely beautiful. So thank you so much for coming on today. Yes, of course. And after, yeah, I'm going to send the, the woman who, who told me about you the link to this and be like, check it out. Look what you manifested for us. <laughs> that is so awesome. So I would love to learn about your story. Ooh, okay. Wow. Where shall we begin? Well, Okay, so I'll start with saying that uh, thankfully at this moment in my life, 
I am clear on my earthly mission. I am so grateful to have reconnected to the remembrance that I am a shaman, that I was always a shaman this lifetime and have been in other lifetimes too. But boy, did it take a freaking wild ride and journey to get me to the moment in time when I remembered and reconnected to all of this on a conscious level. So because I wasn't always awake, you know, I, I, I didn't always have the conscious realization that shamanism is, is who I am and why I'm here. I have a pre-awakening part of my life. I have the moment that changed it all. And then I have the passageway that I've been on, which is post-awakening. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I grew up in a tiny town in the Midwest in Indiana. Where are you from? I am from Upper Michigan, also <gasps> lived in Wisconsin and um, min Minnesota. So Now, I don't know. I had a feeling. We didn't talk about that. No, no. <laughs> no, I just had a feeling you had some sort of Midwest in you, too. Interesting. Yes. Okay, cool. So yeah, what, you know, Northeast corner, one mm -hmm. stoplight in my town, grew up on a lake, that kind of thing. And my first tattoo I actually got in Michigan. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, my dad actually was my distance running coach. And so my family owned fitness centers, my upbringing was very, very elite athletics driven, mm -hmm. fitness driven, um, but in a, in a more mainstream kind of way, uh, ran my first road race before I was even three and won a couple of track national championships. Now, my dad at a very young age was taking me to get acupuncture and hypnotherapy. So I was being um, introduced to more alternative, holistic practices, but it was for the purpose of my running. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So there was a whole wild and interesting upbringing. Um, and I also know that I signed on to do the distance running at an early age because it was a practice that helped me get acclimated to my earthly physical vessel quicker than you know, had I, if I wasn't a runner, I'm super astral and I'm very cosmic, very star seed. And my comfort zone is swirling up in the ethers, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I know that I signed on to be a distance runner, to connect with Gaia, to connect with earth, to get into my physical vessel, uh, quicker. Um, so that, that was my childhood. I, I got a scholarship to run cross country and track for the university of Alabama and that was amazing. And you're obviously super fit. Did you, were, what were you into growing up? Like, were you, you know, my story is a little bit different. I was a, not, I was not a very athletic kid growing up and, oh. um, I was actually raised in a, uh, a very religious family. So we weren't able to, or I wasn't able to really associate with people outside of my religion. So it's almost as if that, you know, right when I turned 18, it was like, I started pursuing pursuing all of these childhood dreams that I had that I wasn't able to do. So I got into fitness later on. Um, so it's always interesting to me, uh, for me to hear about people like you who've been athletic their entire lives as well. And, and I feel the same way. It really helped me just connect to, you know, who I am, source, higher power, whatever that is. But I would love for you to explain to people, um, what a shaman is, what does that mean? Cause I know a lot of our audience isn't familiar with some of those words. Yes, of course. And so um, shamanism, 
is basically I, I'm, I'm a healer. There are a lot of different styles and types of healers out there. And shamanism, for me, it's a little bit um, different than what most people would guess, especially in Western society and culture. They, not all, but a lot of people over here equate shamanism to ayahuasca or ayahuasca ceremonies. Mm. And that's not my style of shamanism. I've actually never ingested ayahuasca myself. I, I believe in its powers. And I have interviewed people that have have had such powerful healing. Uh, and, and it's just changed their lives in the most amazing ways. But I've not been called to drink ayahuasca yet. And to me, until she calls to me and speaks to me and I get pulled over to her, you know, I, it's not something that I'm just going to do to do it. So my shamanism, I'm very connected to Gaia Pachamama, AKA mother earth, the mm. earth planet earth realm. So I ground down and connect down into her and she rises up into me, her medicine. And then I'm also just as connected up to source consciousness divine. And so Actually, that pertains a lot to my name, Rockstar Shaman. It's not just the fact that I'm a very public, known shaman that does a ton of interviews and is in media a lot. It, it Yes, it pertains to that, but it's also the balance of both of these most powerful forces and energy sources that we can connect to that help us awaken us, that help us to activate our true divine power and help us remember why we are here and who we are. And those two most powerful sources are rock earth and star conscious divine. So these two forces work through me. I always surrender the process. So whether I'm working one-on-one -on -one with a client or hosting a big, huge event, or giving a talk in front of hundreds of people, I always surrender to Gaia and Source and say, work through me, channel through me, I surrender to you, whatever needs to be delivered to this person's soul or this place for the highest, greatest earthly good, I am, I am that, I become the vessel and the instrument. So you know, I just let it work through me energetically. So people come and meet and see me to have their chakras cleansed and cleared, to, you know, clear their auras, to go on a shamanic journey for soul retrieval, to meet their main love and light guide, to connect with their core power spirit animal. I'm also clairvoyant and give card readings. So, you know, whether it's hearing my story or working uh, in a salt cave with me one-on-one, -on -one, there are different ways that you can work with a shaman. And those are some examples of how my shamanism works. Mm, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. So I know so many people are probably drawn to you or you tend to show up in their lives you know, mm -hmm. at, at the at the correct time. <laughs> so also, you know, I think so many of us are walking around like, what are some things that we can do or connect to to assist us in mm -hmm. our life's goals or our life's path? Because I think so often, well, we know, but a lot of things cover it up and we don't end up trusting ourselves. So what are some things that maybe you do to help people realize that they're, you know, always being spoken to, or they always have that inner guide to strengthen that voice? Oh, yes. And that's the beautiful part of 
all of this work of spiritual practices, of the hero's journey, of the awakening process, all of those things kind of mean the same thing. It's this path, this process, this journey that you, it does summon courage. It does summon vulnerability. It does summon great trust and faith because these are the, you know, now we are here during a time of global planetary awakening and rise in consciousness. So the energies that maybe in years past were more unseen, I'm seeing a lot more things and, and, and the energetic level and energetic presence, I believe will become more and more visible to the naked eye. But, you know, these practices require great trust and faith because it's, it's energy level work. It's soul level work. And so it really is a step-by-step -step process where I do tend to see a lot of first timers that come to my events. A lot of times afterwards, people will come up and say, you know, I've never met a shaman. So hello, you're my first shaman. <laughs> Yeah. And also, which I, you know, part of me loves that. I'm like, yes. oh, great. You know, I'm happy to be your first one. And, and then they also say, I've actually never meditated before, or I've never done any of those methods and practices that you guided us through tonight. All of this was a first to me. And what happens then? So, you know, listen to your soul. What, what is your soul need right now? Is it meditation? Is it chanting? Is it um, going into a metaphysical or spiritual bookshop and um, picking up different crystals or just browsing around the store and seeing if the Egyptian or the Native American section speaks more to you? I recommend that a lot. I'll say, you know, if you're, if you're right at the beginning of this awakening process, you know, most towns, even small towns, have metaphysical or spiritual shops. So just go in and just no expectations, no pressure to buy anything. Just take a little field trip and stroll around and just see what you remember. See what section or item speaks to you. And it is just a never-ending I call it like the golden yellow brick road. You know, it's just step by step. Once you begin this process, universe and divine and source, they see it all. And they're like, okay, okay, she's leaning into this process. We're seeing her readiness. And when they see you lean into and attend a, a spiritual event or go into the metaphysical bookshop or begin a meditation practice, they're watching. And then they will always show you the next step, the next practitioner, or the next thing to try. But you just have to keep leaning in courageously and being aware for where they're guiding you next. But it, they will always show you and lead the way. Mm, I love that. So, Allison, for people who maybe you know, because I'm, I'm from the Midwest, and I know that some people can get very hung up on maybe not understanding this language or maybe not hearing the message that you're saying because they're not maybe how am I trying to say this open enough to hear the message? What mm -hmm. do you say to people who are before we dive even deeper, who are maybe like, Whoa, this is like a lot for me to take in. I don't maybe understand what they're saying um, to let that message come through uh, and really listen to the fact that we're being guided by our soul. Yes. So, you know, I, I, I totally know what you're talking about. And when when I meet 
people at parties or events and, and, and they might find out that I'm a shaman and they're confused by it or they I can feel they have resistance to it. I absolutely never force any of this on them because I know it's not going to go anywhere. You know, it's just um, I know that a person will only receive in and take in what is pouring out of me or emitting from me to the degree and level in which they are open to receive. And so I never try to force my practice or beliefs onto anyone. To me at this point, what what I think is everyday common lingo talking about star seeds or whatever, I, I have to remember that it's not everyone's common um, languaging. So you know, I, I don't try to convince anyone, but at the end of the day, it's just about love and light. Now, the interesting thing is my, and it's okay for me to share this, but my main love and light guide happens to be Ascended Master Jesus. Now, it, Jesus is not necessarily my main love and light guide for religious purposes. I don't adhere to a certain religion. To me, I am a spiritual practitioner. I am an energetic being made of unconditional love and light. And in my journey, it didn't happen overnight, but it was a process. And he began to reveal and show himself. And then when I did a shamanic journey to meet my main love and light guide, it was Jesus who came forth. So it's like this work can transcend boundaries and um it it doesn't have to you know it's just about love and light and and yeah remembering um that that is who we all are and you know our chakras our our third eye chakra that's where our higher self lives that's where our intuition and our truth lives um and so it all kind of crosses. Now, my best friend who still lives in Indiana, she is a very devout Christian. She goes on mission trips to Haiti. She works at her church. And we are still best friends. We've been best friends since, like, you know, we were 15 years old. And through all of my evolution and awakening and all of her evolution and awakening, hers is very Christian-based and mine is very shamanism-based. But we still talk the same language and we still connect and have the most powerful conversations. But hers is Christian and mine is shamanism. Mm, love that. Yeah. So, so how do we know um, what alignment feels like? Like when you know you're on the right path, what does that feel like for you? Mm. Oh, okay. Let me feel into that. You're, you're, ask, you're so smart. You're asking such great questions. Mm. What does alignment feel like? It's a clarity. It's like I, I, I know I'm on the right path when I'm just being shown. I'm in flow with with the guidance. It's not trying to convince anyone of your worth. It's not trying to quote unquote make anything happen. Mm. I just surrender. Surrender is such a huge part of my practice and just daily life. I am constantly just surrendering and saying, if this is your will, and I do speak to God. So I say, you know, God, may your will be done. There's no more pressure or stress around like, 
an on-camera gig or landing this role or or securing this brand partnership or any of those facets of my work, there's no stress or pressure around them because I adhere to a couple of different mantras. I, I for one, go where the love is. Like if I have a vision sent to me or a moment of inspiration of a certain company or brand that I think I should work with. And if for some reason it's that outreach or that connection is met with resistance where they maybe don't fully get who I am or it's not met with love, it's just there's no ill will. It's just like, okay, I'm going to shift over here. I just follow and go where the love is. And I'm I'm just with surrendering and saying, may your will be done, show me the way, it just begins this natural co-creative process. It's That's what I call it, the co-creative process with the universe, where truly, since I came out of the spiritual closet, and since I have been doing this rock star shaman work, I have been shown the way. They, just like with you, they like, universe will show me the next person I'm supposed to co-host an event with, the next podcast I'm supposed to go on, the next person that I'm supposed to do business with, the next person that needs my help for healing. It just, you get in flow and it is a, a divine flow and it is a river and a flow that is of love. And I know that that seems a little abstract but once you, you probably know what I'm talking about and, uh, and others who are on this path are like at home, not in their head. Yes. Like, yes, I know exactly what she means. And you know, it, you can, you can get there quickly through just, again, communicating to the universe that you're ready, you know, surrendering, having a moment, if it feels right to your soul and just surrendering to God, whatever, whatever you feels right that you speak to, whether it's source, consciousness, universe, God, uh, mother earth, whoever you speak to and just surrendering and saying, I'm on the path of truth and I'm with you and may your will be done and I'm ready. Please show me the way and may it all be done with grace and ease and love and fun and lightheartedness. Whatever you're calling in, whatever essences that you want your path to feel like and just ask God and Mother Earth to show you the way. Mm. I love that so much. And yes, I'm totally nodding my head. And I think for people who aren't there yet, it's maybe, you know, you said so many times these amazing questions to ask, like, show me the way, how can I show up? How can I, you know, let me know who I'm supposed to work with next. And these are all such beautiful questions that a lot of people aren't asking. They're looking for the, why did I do this today? Why doesn't anything ever work out for me? What's going on in my life? What's wrong with me? And as all of these beautiful people are still passing you, and you're missing all of the answers. So I loved that you gave them such beautiful, empowering questions that are is actually going to open this door to start saying, oh, wow, I'm supposed to work with this person because they just came into my space. Or, wow, I would love to do something with that person. And yes, I feel that way all of the time. It actually happens to me because I go to Soul Cycle here. It happens to me all the time. I'm like, oh, there's an answer. There's another answer. And it comes in the form of so many different things, right? So how do we know... Um, Oh, you know, if it's, is it always right? Like when people come in or do you ask yourself a question like, 
around maybe what's coming into your space or is there a feeling that you get? Yeah, you know, I, it's my personal belief that everything is an instrument for our awakening. I, I believe that, uh, you know, everything is meant to evolve us and to grow us in love. Now, you know, there are times where we do have a choice. Now, it was through, you know, devastating heartbreak that that was the moment of my veil lifting and awakening. So it, my, my awakening came via a very traumatic moment in time, a very traumatizing day. Um, so, but I had a choice, like I could have been taken down by that pain and, um, you know, you can do. Are you open to sharing that with us at all? Yeah, sure, sure. And then just remind me to get back to the yes. uh, downward spiral or upward spiral. Okay. But um, yeah, it, you know, it's a long story that spanned almost two decades. It was a 17-year relationship journey. You know, he was also a, a college athlete. You know, we met down there at Alabama. And, you know, I know it's at this point it didn't happen instantly from that traumatizing moment it took me time to get to a place of just complete compassion forgiveness and true love and light around it because i know it was a soul contract thing that he's one of the people up when i was designing my soul contract what what do i want to experience to have my soul evolve this human lifetime and what is going to be the moment designed for me to awaken. It's going to rock me enough. It's going to be the kind of moment needed for me to help me remember why the heck I'm here. And this moment was designed with he and I. And so now it took 17 years for me to get to a place of soul readiness to see what was going on. You know, it, it was a moment where I found out, found out that he was cheating on me, but it's of course so much more than just a cheating story. It's, it has to do with the fact that, you know, this, this stuff was going on for almost two decades, but I was too scared to look and there were so many other earthly things involved, codependency, like real life stuff where you know, I was in denial and my soul was too scared to see the truth. So I was living in illusion. I was living in denial for almost two decades. It took me 17 years in that relationship to get to a place where I was ready enough to see the truth. And so when it got to that day, I became clairaudient for the first time and and uh, you know to whittle the story down um, you know I was about to venture out publicly with him again for the umpteenth time and universe wasn't having it it was divine intervention they're like no way in heck are we letting her walk out this door again they're not gonna go on this freaking carousel ride again you know the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again expecting a different result and that was what our relationship had gotten to you know, trying to make it work, trying to make go of it number one, two, three, four time. And, you know, just keep, keep wanting something different to be felt in the relationship. And so basically, uh, I was walking back to my bathroom. I, I was, I was telling him a few more minutes for makeup and we can head out the door, but he was taking a nap and I was walking through my bedroom to finish the makeup. Um, and I, I heard a voice, you know, tell me to, turn around and I saw his phone sitting on my bookshelf and he, you know, never, you know, left his phone 
away from him. And uh, I kind of got energetically pulled over to the phone and I was never one to snoop and I didn't know his code, but my finger just popped in four codes, four numbers that I don't remember to this day. It opened his phone up and um, I heard the voice in my right ear again say, brace yourself because what you're about to see is going to rock your world. And in the phone, I just, I finally saw the truth of what had been occurring and the relationship and it was horrifying enough and it was again because this was the moment designed to be the moment that lifted the veil and, and awakened me it rocked me to my core and dropped me to my knees and in that moment that dropped me to my knees that's the moment that also simultaneously lifted the veil so that moment he could sense energetically what was going on and he came you know, into the bedroom and I just said, you have to leave and you can never come back. And I flew to Indiana to be with my family and to process all of this. And, you know, I was, it was pain that I didn't think I could ever come back from. I was pain that I thought was going to kill me. It just, it was, it was just so devastating and so scary. And basically for the next three or four days, universe showed me, I was getting visions for three days straight and they were showing me my life and my relationship with him, like movie clip and clip after clip, like I was watching a movie screen, and yet they were showing me everything in light and in truth, so there was no more of the denial and the veils of illusion that I had been functioning in. And so I basically was shell-shocked for three or four days straight, seeing how things really were, not with all the shit that I was looking through. And um, I, I was... I was like, wow, I have a lot of work to do to be the person that I thought I was. I've got a long way to go. Mm. And uh, that began my quest. I, I, you know, I have another shaman in my family. Um, I worked with, with her and another shaman, leech therapist, traditional therapist, psychotherapist, you name it. I mean, healer after healer. I, again, they, they would show me. The next practitioner would be led to me. And I would think, okay. I don't know what's going to come of this. I don't know what this method's going to feel like, but I know I'm supposed to work with this person. And I just kept doing it and just mm -hmm. kept doing it. And then long enough on that process of healing me, they began to honor that courage and that work. And they started showing me my own gifts and why I'm here. So it's been a really trippy, trippy ride. Mm -hmm. It's been a wild journey. And it gets more and more surreal by the day. Uh, you know, the miracles, the magic, the synchronicities, the magic of this planet, of planet Earth. It's so real, but you have to have your third eye open and you have to have the veil lift for you to look around and be like, oh, whoa, this is what this place is and this is why we're here. And oh, it gets really trippy, you know? <laughs> mm, yes. And that, so that brings me to the next question. Just you know, we are, so many people are seeking and a lot of people are either, you know, attending events or trying to meet as many people as they can. And how do you, you know, some places you go and you feel amazing energy, you feel recharged. And sometimes you go some places that even though it's great, maybe you're talking to people and you feel really drained. How can you, how do you protect your energy around certain events or certain people where you feel completely drained? Do you have rituals that you do around that maybe before you speak? Yes. And, uh, Again, I just so adore you. You are so smart and so connected. <laughs> you're such a you're such a powerful healer. Um, mm. 
Thank you. So you're welcome. So yes, I do have a couple of things that I do, but I do get asked that question quite often. And I think it's actually kind of a cool sign of the times because I, I know if I'm getting asked that a lot, it means that people are letting themselves feel. Mm -hmm. It means they're letting themselves connect to their aura, connect to their empathy. It means they're connected feeling beings. And to me, that's what earth and the entire purpose of this whole thing it's about it's we come down here to feel and to feel the whole spectrum of emotions you know up up at source and, and consciousness you know we don't get to have these kinds of earthly experiences and I call this earth school we're here to learn and grow and feel and evolve and the fact that I get asked like how do you protect your energy um, to me that's a good sign I personally before I leave the house do what I call an energy protector orb or an energy shield. And for a while, a while ago, it was a more of a rainbow shield. It was like layer upon layer of all the different colors because uh, each color represents different, you know, healing properties and medicine. So I would put like an energy shield around my whole aura. So I would have like seven layers of defense, you know, and, um, but lately what's interesting is, um, I just intuitively could sense that what I needed around me, uh, and around my aura to protect my energy was more of like a really deep midnight blue. And so that is the color I've been working with. And I work a lot with Palo Santo, sacred wood from the Amazon. Are you familiar with mm -mm. Uh, you would love it. So it's, you know, in the same, you know, realm of how you would work with sage. I, I burn it. You get it from the Amazon. It's, it's called sacred wood or holy wood. And so, it, you know, it goes back thousands of years. It's a main go-to shamanic tool and it's these pieces of wood and within it is just such high spiritual intelligence and healing properties. It's my belief that it's here on planet Earth specifically for these purposes. So when you burn it and light it, the smell and the healing essence and the intelligence that it, that it emits, it completely disintegrates anything lower realm. It releases any old energies that are not serving your highest, greatest good. And then that intelligence, as you bring it, breathe it in, it helps to activate your ancient wisdom. So when people have me come into their homes or businesses to cl cleanse and clear it energetically, or when, you know, anyone that attends my events, you boy, there is a lot of Palo Santo burning. Um, so I use that to clear my energy field, my aura, um, and do the, the color uh, orb activations as well. Because it is true, you know, we're energetic beings. And if you're not protecting your, your energy shield, which is your aura, and if you're highly empathic and you're at a public event or live in a big city or ride the subway or anything, you can pick up on energetic imprints from other people and you might be feeling really crappy or really depressed and it might not even be your energy or your feeling to feel. Like, so that's why these energetic practices and these cleansing and clearing methods are so vital and important uh, because... You know, it's earth school is tough enough. You don't need to be carrying around or feeling energies that aren't even yours to hold, you know? Mm, that's so interesting just because um, in one of the most probably moments that just really made me feel so 
actually it made me feel better because I think that so many of us are walking around picking up on other people's just feelings and energy. And a lot of us, you know, I remember thinking at one point, wow, this is really overwhelming. Like, am I going to be able to walk mm-hmm. through life, like picking up all these people's energy? And, and I, um, had been to an event it was called awesomeness fest and they had us literally stand in front of people. Like it was like lines of people. And you just took like 30 seconds to a minute in front of each different person. And they just wanted you to feel what you were feeling Mm. and with each person that you stood in front of you noticed such a massive difference in what you were feeling and then we asked each other what are you feeling right now and I remember at one point I was standing in front of this woman and my stomach just started to hurt and I said what are you feeling right now and she goes my stomach is killing me and I was like oh my gosh but it just made me so aware to kind of when I feel it not to carry it not to think oh that's mine but just say okay I don't you know I don't have to carry that as well so I think the awareness of that like what you were just saying the awareness of just that it's it's such a you know we can we can feel other people's energies so how can our environment support us so that we feel like we can tap in more to our, you know, just so that we can keep all of that power for what we need to do in this world and what our mission is. Yeah. So just think, think in terms of vibration, you know, because everything is vibration and everything is energy. So filling your home with things that are high vibration, Mm. with things that make you feel uplifted and empowered and think in terms of your senses as well, you know, things that smell good to you, Uh, you know, things that are alive and vibrant. So like wildflowers, when you look at them, um, you know, you've got the healing power of of nature, you've got the healing properties of the different colors, you are, are, you know, they're, they're constantly working to keep your uh, home filled with good vibes. Um, Crystals, you know, the different healing powers of crystals, uh, you know, the darker crystals are really going to ground you and they can clear away like obsidian or hematite or shungite can really clear away uh, lower energies and help you to feel really secure. Um, you know, something like rose quartz will, will help nurture and heal your heart. If your heart has been hurting, if you're ready to open your third eye, work with amethyst, um, apophyllite or selenite, uh, call in your angel guides and can clear your aura of, of energies that aren't supporting you. Um, so just, you know, in the food you eat too, you know, I'm not some sort of strict vegan, but I always, you know, again, in terms of vibration, when you go to the grocery and you ask and you go around, you know, the different sections and you ask yourself, what, what vibration does this food item feel like? It will answer back. And the ones that are high vibration are the raw, organic, colorful vegetables. And so am I perfect with my diet? No, pizza is my favorite food, but (laughs) you know, I, I still, for the most part, you just want to think the things that you ingest into your physical vessel the things that you smell, the things that you look at, the people that you are around, are they high vibration or low vibration? Are they going to ascend and uplift your frequency or are they going to pull you down and make you feel miserable? And everything, everything goes into one of those two categories. Is it going to lift you up or take you down? So I think one of the biggest questions, just as you know, women who are out there doing what we 
desire to be doing, um, you know, fulfilling your calling, whatever that looks like. I think one of the biggest questions that I'm sure you get as well is, is confidence and just how do you do it? How do you get around the fears? Do you have practices around that? Yes. Oh God. Yeah. This is a big one. Oh, cause even just like feeling into the answer to that question, I get that barfy feeling, because, <laughs> Yes. you know, like, I mean, like freaking, walking in, in courage and, and leaning into your fears, like I'm constantly expanding the parameters of my comfort zone. I am constantly taking steps outside of my comfort zone. And every time I do that uh, and let myself grow and expand those parameters and boundaries, it does make you, I get, you know, like get all barfy. It's like, oh God, I'm growing. I'm going to, my courage is really being maximized and it makes me want to yak and barf. I'm going to do it anyways. But um, it's just remembering who, who I am. I have a mirror practice. There's this really cool new uh, vitamin company called Ritual. And they actually just published today um, my, my daily ritual. And it pertains to this practice that I do. I look in the mirror every single morning and I really let myself look into deeply into my own eyes and connect to my own soul. I mean, eyes are the window to the soul. So I let myself see me. I let myself connect with who I am. So I look into my own eyes and it's a, it's a practice that truly can take like 15 seconds to a minute. And it's so powerful. You look in your own eyes and you just let yourself see and you just speak whatever words or loving affirmations naturally come up. So for me, it's a lot of my hand, a lot of times my left hand will naturally go to my heart center, my heart chakra, and I'll say, like, thank you, goddess. Thank you. I honor you. I see you. You're doing such great work. Thank you for your courage, goddess. Like something along those lines where you you are activating your self-honor, your self-worth, your self-respect, and your courage on a soul level because everything externally is a reflection of our internal state. So if you tend to your internal state, your self-love first, like all your encounters throughout that day, who you run into, the experiences you have will mirror that. So if you begin your day honoring you, filling your own soul in your own tank with self-love, letting yourself see and remember your soul, it really, your experiences throughout the whole day will be, will be better. Mm. Oh, that's beautiful. I am, I literally am going to use that later today. (laughs) Such a beautiful ritual. Yeah. And that is something that can be so quick and just, you know, implemented in every single day. And that's, thank you for that. That was beautiful. Um, okay. So you are so well known for meditation. Um, you know, I, when I Googled your name to get information on you and watch all your videos, so much around meditation came up. So what is it that pulls you to meditation? How can we deepen our practice? Cause so many people want to meditate, but they're like, I don't, I don't feel it. Yes, yes, uh, yes, yes to all of this. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. So um, <laughs> I believe in meditation for a couple of different reasons. One, there are so many different forms and styles of it, and there's really no pressure around it. Some people are like, I don't think I can meditate. And I'm like, meditation can be walking meditation. It can truly be a powerful meditative practice is just being present with each step that you take and like 
feeling the ground beneath you and breathing and being present with your step. It doesn't, I think people get overwhelmed or intimidated by thinking that in order to quote unquote correctly meditate, you have to sit in the certain lotus pose for a certain duration of time. And that's not the case. You know, there's so many different styles. That's why, you know, explore around, you know, come to my event or go to different uh, practitioners events and see, see what style uh, resonates with your soul. And that might evolve. Like you might really like attending a certain uh, meditation guides event or a certain uh, app, a certain meditation app. But then as you grow and awaken more and more, you might then begin to gravitate more towards a different style. So um, I believe in meditation because it's a practice of, of going within, and that's where our heart communicates to us. That's where we can tap into our intuition and our higher self. I have gotten so many powerful visions and instructions and clarity on next steps, whether it's business or personal or relationship. But it's such a quick, powerful process for me now. The second that I just close my eyes, a lot of times I will waft the Palo Santo around me just to clear the space and energy. It just like you light the piece of wood, you just waft it around your aura for a few seconds, set that down. Uh, make sure it's you know that it's in a safe place, um, and then I close my eyes and I just breathe. And I usually zip into my center line, like right along your spine where all of your chakras are, and I just click and connect into my center line. And I close my eyes and I just begin to breathe, and I let my exhale be slightly longer than my inhale. And the second you just let yourself go within, you might get this big flash of a light bulb of a, of a realization or someone that needs your love or forgiveness will, will come to mind. Or I, I even during, uh, I consider chanting a form of meditation. And one time when I was chanting a certain mantra, you know, uh, on the astral spiritual realms during my chanting meditation, a, a family came to me for healing and so spontaneously during this chanting I was healing you know different family members um, I've had the wildest most powerful profound experiences happen during meditation that's why I'm such a such a believer in it mm, thank you for that I love that I've, I've actually experienced the same exact thing just you know I, I look at meditation almost as like a falling away of distraction and it just mm -hmm. is like almost like I just picture like these like leave like leaves or like I don't know falling down so that you can actually see the bud like what's in there because when you it's like when I actually go into focus I've had the best stuff happen like I had the name of this podcast come into meditation I had the name of a book see, see? yes that's in that and that's that's where they're okay. I'm getting so excited. I'm geeking out of this because I'm just hearing universe say like, yes, yes, yes. That's it. That's what this is. The the whole design of all of this, you know, you you lean into these practices, and all of a sudden, you know, the the name to your book. You lean into these practices, and all of a sudden, you you know what you're gonna call your business, and and the, those are the rewards of you know. I hate to label them as rewards, but those are the rewards of going within, of doing these spiritual practices, and and that's why they're cheering you on for for saying that. Um, what was I gonna say around? Oh yeah, I know so many powerful people. Um, 
you know, that you maybe necessarily, like I'm very out of the closet, right? I'm, I'm out of the spiritual closet. I wear a bendy, I carry rattles, I burn wood. I, you know, my brand name has the word shaman is in it. So I, you know, it's known that I do these practices, but there are so many mega, mega powerful CEOs, people in the entertainment industry that I am friends with or are perhaps clients of mine. And you wouldn't necessarily know that um, they do these practices, but it's a huge part of their life and they, it, it, they're game changers. You know, it's just, I highly recommend it. Mm, I love that. So for people, I think another thing that I constantly hear, and I know our, our, our time is getting close here, but for, um, I feel like so many people are dealing with anxiety. I hear that word all the time. I know that I, um, it's, it's a very friendly visitor of mine that I deal with, um, often, but it's, what, what do you do around anxiety? Do you ever get it? Do you have a lot of people come to you with it? What is it usually linked to? Or is it always different? Yeah, great. Um, I actually used to have panic attacks. Back in the day, I used to have severe anxiety. I used to study the Anxiety and Phobia Workbook. I think it's a book that still exists. It's This was occurring to me more back when I was in college, but it, it was a very terrifying phase in my life. I remember uh, going into a restaurant with my mom once and a, a sudden panic attack set in so intensely that like, I was overcome with it and we had to leave the restaurant. I mean, it, it was really a, a functioning thing in my life and actually meditation and breath work, breath work practices really helped me. Um, but I also learned uh, after my awakening that the person I was with in, in a relationship at that time, I was carrying his anxiety for him. It, it, a lot of what I was feeling was not mine to carry, but because I'm a natural healer and also because I wasn't awakened to my healing abilities yet, because as you let your healing abilities grow and the next level of them sets in, you then have to learn how to work with them. And because I wasn't an awakened healer yet, I, I didn't know what was going on. And I also wanted to fix this person so badly that on a subconscious energetic level, I was taking on and metabolizing his anxiety for him. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there can be so many different things at play. It can be, you know, past lifetime stuff. It could be old uh, childhood wounding, maybe stuck in a lower chakra, your root or your sacral chakra that's kind of getting dis, dis, uh, uh, whatever um it's it's coming loose so that it can be known to you so that you can heal it and transmit it it's all communication to us you know in some way or another so you know for specific people why are you feeling it versus why is this person over here feeling it it could be two totally different reasons um but it's all something that's trying to talk to you in some way you know Yes, I, for sure. I actually tend to try to ask it questions. <laughs> yes. And that's really helpful because it's, it's always, you. it does. It, it does. And it comes in different places in your body, which when you start observing that, you're like, oh, this has a different voice or this is speaking in a different way. Yep. So interesting. So I just want to make sure that if there, you know, that we've covered 
Well, I was going to say that we've covered, we haven't even touched the tip of the iceberg, (laughs) but is there anything that you want to, um, leave our listeners with maybe who is, oh, I don't know. Are you feeling called to anything that you want to leave our listeners with? That's a great question. Let me just tap in and ask, is there anything that I want to share with your listeners? Just to know that you were given your power, your divine power and your gifts and your beautiful, bright, beaming light for a reason. It's because you were meant to have it this lifetime. It's because you signed on for it because you knew you could handle it and you knew that you were to embody it and be of service with it for this lifetime. So just at the pace and way in which feels right to you and your soul, of course, but just trust that it's safe and okay to let your light shine. Trust and know that it's safe and okay this lifetime to let your gifts and spiritual abilities be known that it's needed and the more that you rise in consciousness and let your light and gifts activate everywhere you go, every coffee shop you walk into, every conversation you have, every place that you go, you are emitting that and alchemizing that person or place for the better. So, you know, when people ask me like, oh my gosh, the, the planet is in such a state of, I, I heard Eminem's most recent verse in a, in a rap song he, he collaborated on. It was something about planet Earth is having a panic attack. And it's true. And so people ask me, what can I do? I want to help the Earth. I want to save the Earth. I want to do something good. And I'm like, then tend to you. Mm-hmm. Tend to your own inner frequency and tend to your own vibration. That is the greatest gift that you can give because the more you rise in consciousness, you are beaming that and emitting that light and love everywhere you go. That's my spiel. Oh. <laughs> Wow, I love that. I literally just need that on recording and play it every single morning of my life because oh. <laughs> it's such a good reminder. So I want to make sure that everyone um, who feels drawn to you can find you. So where can we find you, follow you, all that good stuff? What are you excited about right now? Great. Yeah. So my, my name is Allison Charles, A-L-Y-S-O-N. So AllisonCharles.com or RockstarShaman.com will get you to my website. There is a uh, contact page that has a couple email addresses where you can email me. And right on the homepage of my website, I, I list, it says latest news, and I always list all of my events that I've got going on or the talks that I'm giving. I am based in New York City. My work is very global, um, but if you are in the New York City area or, or anywhere, because I travel a lot, but just check out like what, what I'm up to. I host a monthly full moon and chakra event series with the William Vale Hotel in Brooklyn. I partner with Thinks on that. So that's every month. There's a lot of great stuff going on. I also work with clients in different ways, whether it's a half day deep dive or two phone calls a month. I have different offerings um, to, to work with people. So and Instagram is Rockstar Shaman. You can find me there. Mm, thank you so much. And I just want to acknowledge you for just so stepping in unapologetically in such a big, beautiful way that just uh, inspires people to take action and to meet themselves. So thank you for the work that you do. I that there is no greater 
gift of a compliment than what you just said. So I honor you right back, sister. Same to you. Thank you for embodying your gifts, your light, your power, beaming it out there so big and boldly. Thank you for seeing me and honoring me. And I see and honor you right back. Mm, thank you so much. And I always have one final question. And that, <laughs> and that is, if you are on a 30-second elevator ride with someone, just really quick, a few floors, and they look over at you and they say, how can I make myself happy? What do you say? Remember, go within right now. Who are you? beautiful thank you so much and you guys if you love this episode as much as i did make sure you share it with your friends and until next time earn your happy bye everyone thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the earn your happy podcast i am so glad that you stopped by if you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought, an honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. And I want to make sure that you have my phone number and I'm not kidding. Did you know that I have a community text number for real? My phone number is 310-496-8363. This goes directly to my phone. All you have to do is text the word daily to 310-496-8363. And I literally text you every single day, Monday through Friday, I actually just got done 30 seconds ago texting a bunch of people back and I talk to you all of the time. You guys, people always ask me how I got my community text number and how it works. Well, all you have to do is you can just go to community.com and get your own. Community makes it easy to get a phone number that you can use to build your audience using text. People just text you at your number and they're added to your group then you can text them out audios, video links, anything you want. You guys, I text out happy birthday videos. I love to send podcast links, thoughts about life, book recommendations, uh, different events that I'm doing in the local area. Texting gets me out of the noise of social media and directly into your hand. And now you can start texting your people too. Just go to community.com to get your phone number. They give you a 10 digit real phone number, not those weird short codes that look like spam, but it's more than a phone number. Your new number comes with an inbox for SMS and texting. This means you can actually manage your text list from your computer and an app on your phone. You can schedule texts to send at certain times and to certain groups. You can even set up auto replies or let your assistant or customer service team answer your text messages via community's awesome dashboard. Just go to community.com and ask for a free demo. They'll show you how it works and get you your number. It's time to start texting your audience versus just posting on social media. Everyone uses community for that. So go check them out at community.com. I can tell you it's not just great for communicating with my audience, but Chris and I use community and our texts to also 
sell out our launches. I'm telling you, you get such an incredible response because you really are creating a true deep sense of community and it's so intimate. It's freaking amazing. Go check it out at community.com. Hey, do you know what the big secret is this year? And it shouldn't be a secret because this should be your biggest focus. It is building your community. I am always working on building and nurturing my community and everyone is talking about the power of community. Without an online community, you just cannot grow organically or create a real movement, which is what I know that we're all after. And you can build trust or monetize your audience. When you get community right, not only does your audience grow faster, but so do your sales. But where's everybody going to be managing their communities these days? And a lot of online entrepreneurs and thought leaders are turning to Circle.so. Circle is an all-in-one community platform. It lets you host content and create discussions, live streams, group chats, and memberships all under your own brand. And what's so cool about Circle.so is that you don't even need a website or Facebook group. Instead, Circle lets you build your own community site where you can host content and manage your members. You can even create locked and unlocked content spaces, groups, and classes. How freaking cool is that? You can put your content behind a paywall too, and you can charge different amounts of money for different spaces on your community site. Circle.so is famously easy to use, and it has a free 14-day trial for you, so you can go check it out, see if you like it, see if you love all the options. Just go to circle.so. Go check it out right now, you guys. Imagine being able to manage your community, start group chats and live classes, and accept payments all in one place. Kind of mind-blowing since this is usually spread all over the place. You have to log into so many different things. If this is the year to capture, organize, and monetize your community, head over to circle.so. You can get a free trial and start building your online community right now. Just go to circle.so. You guys, you get the 14-day free trial. So just go and see if it's for you. It's going to streamline everything and make your life so much easier. It's so freaking cool. Hey, I know if you're listening to this podcast that you have big dreams and big goals. And one of the things that can really stop you is struggling with your marketing. Trust me, I have been there. Are you using 10 different systems just to build your online business? Then I want you to try Kajabi. Kajabi helps you build your web pages, set up funnels, and sell your courses, content, coaching, or communities. You've been hearing me talk a lot about funnels on this podcast and the importance of your email list. You can get a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. I've talked about Kajabi before, but here's something that's super cool and new. They just rolled out an AI assistant for creating your online course curriculum. And this means you just type in a topic that you wanna create on a course or webinar and bam, it just generates a sample outline for you. It takes a ton of the hard work away. Of course, you're gonna customize it to be your own, but this really helps you get over the struggle of how in the world to start which is where most people stop. If you're like me, starting is always the hardest part and that's what makes Kajabi so popular. They've made it easier for creators to build web pages, build courses, build coaching programs, build membership sites, build checkout pages, and build email funnels. So if you're struggling with any of those, you gotta go check it out. Go to kajabi.com. 
kajabi.com. Kajabi was really the first all-in-one system and is trusted by over 100,000 creators. I think that's good enough for me. Also as influencers and marketers who use this. And now their smart AI platform makes it easy to take what you know and turn it into an online course and business. Go start building with a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com.